Daddy's going to be really into this football game, and I'm going to need you to go watch Daniel Tiger somewhere. It's the arrival. I came in a league, went straight for the title. Touchdown! Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvelous! Gets past Ransom! Donovan Edwards! Touchdown! The Don! There's nothing quite like the game. Michigan versus Ohio State. This is The Rivalry, sponsored by Elevated Integrity Construction. This is The Rivalry Podcast. Jace, JP, your garbage-free college football podcast focused on the Ohio State-Michigan football rivalry. This is the last episode before the playoffs. Next week is Christmas. It's crazy how fast the season went. Ooh, next week is Christmas, and much like Ohio State, showing up on the biggest week of the year is optional, so we won't be doing it. And uh, we'll pick back up after the playoff games on social media at RivalPod. I want to say big thanks to the J Company. Fall in love with your home all over again at the jaecompany.com. JP, spin that I, wheel around. I want to just start off by you saying that. Also hurts Michigan because what happened the last two playoff games, the biggest weekends of their lives? Did they win those games? I don't think you get a voice here unless you made the playoffs. Just spin the wheel. No, we, Just we have the made the playoffs. You're you giving didn't specify off UPS vibes you also today. Stop stealing our producer Eric's joke. It's a bad look. You're well, like Jim Harbaugh stealing quotes from Ted Lasso over here. Get out. Be original. All right, I'm glad it landed on this one. Kyle McCord uh, to Syracuse. This is why you need look, to watch on uh, Rival Pod on YouTube, by the way, if you're not already. All right. Kyle McCord to Syracuse. I've been waiting for this. Let I'm going to let you. Let me limber up real quick. Oh, yikes. I limber up real quick. I'm going to let you take um, first crack at this because you can already assume my thoughts. Look, and and if this is your first time viewing this this podcast, go back and watch it. Fact check me. I have been a very fair defendant of Kyle McCord. And I, I get, and I get this. I do. I understand it. I don't respect it. And here's why I understand. And I, I, we've talked about this same example on the podcast before. I, I liken this a lot to Cade McNamara. Yeah. He went out there. He had a, a, a very good season, not, not elite, not Heisman caliber. Like some of those programs are used to, but I would still say he had a good season. I think that's fair to say yeah. 11, 11 and one, 11 and one. Second in the Big Ten and a lot of the statistical categories for his position. The problems for why Ohio State lost, I don't think are on him. He may have played a small hand in it, but I don't think they're on him. But that's not the point. I, I, I understand his, his move a little bit from a player perspective. Because if we're being honest, Kyle McCord is never going to the NFL. No, and he's not. And it's what I've so, said earlier. He's been good, but he's never going to ascend to no. great. And so if you're a quarterback, you love playing football and you're, you're a senior, he's going into his senior year, despite what millions of Buckeye fans I kept seeing referring to him as a freshman quarterback. He's not, he's been there for years. <laughs> no, no ball. It, that's a, a discussion for another day. Uh, so I get, if you're, if you're a football player, you love the game and you had a good season, you felt like you deserved to be a starter. I understand that mindset because I understood it with Cade. Yeah. Um, but, and so I understand the uncertainty of him not being, not knowing whether he's going to start. He had a conversation. It's been reported that him and day sat down. Day wasn't committing to him for next year. He wouldn't even commit to him for the bowl game, which I'll, uh, I, which and I'll throw out there too, is the Michigan side of this podcast. Like, that's what do you want day to do in that scenario? You're yeah. not going to promise a guy. Yeah. Nine months from now, you're going to be a starter. No. And the, I think the, the, it's ridiculous. And I also think from the same aspect, like 
maybe he does want to kind of see what the young guys do and get them some experience. Sure. So I don't, it I don't a meaningless bowl game. Yeah. Why would you not do that? And so I, I don't, I don't think Dave's in the wrong here, despite what a lot of people might've said. Um, and so I get, if you're Kyle McCord, you know, you know, in the back of your mind, you're not going to the NFL. So what gives you the best chance? Do you want to risk spending your senior year in a quarterback battle? Or do you want to go somewhere that you can first off, Get more NIL money because at Syracuse, he probably will. Sure. I know there was reports out there that he went to Ryan Day, asked for more money in NIL um, a few days after the Michigan loss, which, which is insanity. I saw somebody reply to a story <laughs> and said, weird time to ask for a pay raise. Yeah, but okay. in, in, insane. <laughs> insane. Not, uh, not even saying, I don't know what his NIL value yeah, even is. Knows. Not saying that he doesn't deserve a slight little bit more. Sure. That conversation can happen. Not at Dr. That, Pepper ads. Which not is at fun. that time. Not at that time. And so I understand the, the, the mindset of, okay, I want to go somewhere where I can make more money, set myself up for the future. I want to go somewhere where I know that I'm going to play. And then honestly, I don't blame him with how toxic some of the fan base were towards so him. You, so are you defending his, his move to Syracuse I'm, then? No, because here's what I don't like about it. As a, as a competitive person, I'm not athletically gifted. You can tell. Um, <laughs> I never was. God made me. Didn't you play basketball for Liberty Online when you got your master's? <laughs> yeah, 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 it was great. Uh, NBA 2K esports, it counted. <laughs> and so we it, create a player. God, God gifted me as a great trash talker, did not gift me with athletics because it would have been too deadly of a combo. <laughs> uh, but here, as somebody that is very competitive, I, I just don't, it's weak to me to be afraid of that. I would yeah. have rather him said, okay, you're not going to give it to me, I'm going to take it. Because to me, you going from Ohio state to Syracuse is severely going down. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, the competition is going to be no competition. Close. And I saw their schedule and it's I don't terrible. have it pulled up in front of me, but I can tell I, you Holy cross was on the Holy cross is on it. You need to know Holy cross is on it. And whatever I saw, uh, I saw no current top 25 no, teams. No, it is bad. So Syracuse so, will probably be, they'll be fine. good. They'll, they'll be, be a, fine. They'll be a great team. Um, oh, if they'll be but a great just, team, but they will record wise. Sure. It'll, it'll show they'll it. win nine games. They'll win nine games for sure. They'll be bowl eligible. Kyle McCord honestly will probably look like a great quarterback next year, but he's, he just isn't that mindset to me is the same reason. I just don't respect Cade McNamara Yeah, is because from a quarterback, from a leader perspective, especially at one of the most important position in football, that is the biggest red flag I've ever seen that you are that afraid of, yep. of, of any sort of competition. And, and that's especially why, when you look at the competition you already beat out. And what about Devin yeah. Brown or Lincoln Kineholtz or Air Nolan for that matter yeah. scares you that much that you think you're going to lose and as a senior. If yeah. you are looking at the competition going, I can't beat them out then you should transfer because you have no business starting 100%. Even if I thought, which I do, I still think even don't add a transfer. If you go into that quarterback room with who we have now, add in an Aaron Noland, I still think Kyle McCord is the best option. So the fact that I think that, and I'm not a guy named Kyle McCord <laughs> and my, the guy actually named Kyle McCord doesn't appear to think so yeah. gives me a little bit of faith as a Buckeye fan that he thinks those guys are better than him, man. But the it's just, it's a weak mindset from such an important position of football. It's, it's the same reason why. And, and I agree with you. Like originally I was like, Oh, I don't know if this is the Cade thing because we don't know what kind of what's happening behind the scenes yeah. and, and Columbus dispatch did a great job of, of kind of exposing some of, again, reported conversations. And it's the, it's the same reason why, you know, Michigan fans, I think took a lot of flack during the off season for the way that they kind of almost not disown McNamara, but kind of started hating on McNamara. Yeah. 
And the reason why they now, I don't think the flack was warranted because the reason why he got some hate from people, including myself was the way in yeah. which you go about it is there's a, there's a difference between Cade saying, Michigan, thank you for what you've done. I need to go. Like I, you know, you're not going to ever say, Hey, I see the writing on the wall, but my next opportunity I think is going to come at Iowa. That would have been completely fine. Yeah, it would have been the, Cade. It's the trash you, talk after you want, you want a ring. You beat Ohio state. Like you, you were part of a team that turned the tide for Michigan athletics and for Michigan football. But when you say the other guy, yeah, you won't say JJ's name, by the way, it's been widely reported that JJ got on campus, reached out to McNamara for some assistance and Cade basically ghosted him. Like that's, that's not a Cade was a team captain. Yeah. That's not captain material. That's not what you want on your team. And, you know, God love him for what he did, but that's not how you do that. By the way, the other guy seems pretty darn well, good. And I thought, I thought it was a little bit of poetic justice that McNamara goes to Iowa. Not that being him being injured is a part of this, no, not but, at all. but he gets injured. Doesn't even get to play. They go to the championship game where he has to watch Michigan win against his team. Yeah, and then, A pretty ugly game where you got waxed by four touchdowns. And then to make it even better, I saw a report that he was doing something at like a children's school or something like that, passing out stuff. And the teacher said, do you guys know who this is? And all the kids said, no. <laughs> and I thought, man, that is just. A, a, a kick, you know, that is the just, kid, you the, need, you need taken down a few notches. The hospital have no yeah, clue you, that need, you, exist. you need taken down a few notches. That is just one way to do one it. Of the, so. One of the best parts of the, uh, the big 10 championship game is I was in kind of the bowels of Lucas oil, trying to navigate my way to the field, which that's a whole discussion for another time. Uh, big 10, figure it out. Are we, or are we not allowed on the field after the game? Figure it out. Uh, but walk past Cade. He was not having a good time. I believe he it. was not having a good time at all. Uh, anyway, so Kyle McCord's going to Syracuse. That is official. Ohio State's quarterback, you know, situation continues to be concerning, I think, for yeah. Buckeye fans because you're looking at starting and, a freshman or Devin Brown. Well, and here's the is, thing. And, and your so, transfer portal targets are getting really, really small right now with and, Riley Leonard committing with Cam Ward looking like he's about to commit. Yeah, Kyle he has going. Yet. I, it's it's a weird thing. Malik it, Murphy's in the in the portal, which but he's, Malik he's Mur- fresh and he but he's Malik, only targeted for like two schools. I forget yeah, where they even are. And Ohio State's not on the list right now. Yeah, so. and so I I do think they'll end up I bringing somebody. It, this goes into uh, their game. They're going to be playing Missouri. Yeah, let's and talk about Ryan, Ryan Day has come out and said Devin Brown's going to be the starter going forward for that game. And it's the same thing we saw all off season. And it's just so I'm so sick of it because all off season. You saw Devin Brown has been spectacular in practices. It's McCord's going to lose the job because it's going to be Devin Brown as QB one. And then all this time, ever since McCord announced he was transferring and everybody kind of assumed it would be between Kineholtz and Devin Brown. Now they announced Devin Brown. Now all I'm seeing is Devin Brown's going to come out and shock some people. I don't care what this man does in practice <laughs> yeah. because I've seen him play in a game and it is not impressive. And also so I hope I'm wrong. And also if let's say he does come out and look really good against Missouri in a meaningless game, how much stock do you put in that? I put, and, and this is where it gets tricky because I, I do put a lot of stock into it only because it's got, and, and it's a whole, this conversation could go on forever, right? Fine. Because you talk about the, transfer portal and how NIL stuff has changed the game for that. You talk about players sitting out for draft stuff. I looked at a list to try and see what players from each team have officially said, like I am sitting out. Yeah. 
Ohio State has had, obviously, the ones in the portal. So, like, right now, the list that I have, Kyle McCord, Chip Trainum, who just committed to Kentucky, Julian Fleming, who's crystal ball to go to Penn State, Cam Martinez. Those are the four impact players for Ohio State. Yeah. They are for sure not playing. They're go- They're out. Well, Mayan, uh, Mayan Williams will be Mayan in Mayan Williams, too, right? obviously, out. Evan Pryor. Um, Evan, I mean, there, like, there's a lot of other well, guys in there. There's too. a lot of guys but in the portal. Like I'm talking about starter. guys that have yeah. played this year that were impact sure. players. Those are the four that I have marked down yeah. now. And it could change by the time, right. as we're recording yeah. this on a Monday, the 18th or whatever the date is, we have 11 days till that game. So many other players. Yeah. There have been a swarm of Ohio State players saying they're coming back next year. That doesn't necessarily mean anything to me. Yeah. You still don't know. Egg Book has, has is, said he's going to play in the game, but he has not decided on the NFL. Yeah. Same he, with Denzel Burke. Going to play in the game. Has not decided. Is, has Henderson said what he's doing? Henderson yet? hasn't said. Obviously, it, Marv Marvin's hasn't. still a big question. Cade Stover, which I feel like it would be a stunning thing if he didn't play, but he hasn't officially announced. Yeah. You have a couple guys on defense. I don't know if Lathan Ransom would be eligible to return for that. Yeah. What his and injury looks risk, like. And does he risk Does that? he risk it? So there are so many question marks. Yeah. Whereas you look at Missouri, they had no pretty, players. They had no, they had no key players. Yep. And realistically, I don't see any of their key guys sitting out. You've got. Cody Schrader finished eighth in the Heisman voting, almost 1,500 yards on the ground. Brady Cook, almost 3,200 yards passing, 20 and six. Very similar to kind of what Kyle McCord put up. But they played in the SEC, finished 10 and two. I mean, they're a tough team. You're going to get. And Mizzou is also motivated to be there. Like, let's not look past the eye. Well, they want to prove they belong. Ryan Day can say all he wants about we're in it to win the game. The players can say we want to finish this the right way. Nobody on that team wants to be playing in this game. No one wants to be the the young guys. The young guys. But I'm saying like the, the 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 bona fide starters, nobody's excited to be in the Cotton Bowl. You can talk all you want about, yeah, they want to go win, but how motivated are you to really be there? Missouri? Absolutely Missouri, motivated to be in that this game. Is the, this is it's what I think separates. For gosh sakes. Well, and this is what I think separates programs like Missouri and Ohio State. Missouri wants to go, not because it's a New Year's Six, because they want to go and say that they beat Ohio State. Sure. And, and I think that's I think valid. I can be true. And I think, yeah, 100%. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think this is a game that's tricky to predict this early only because we just don't know what Ohio State we're going to see. I do think certain players are going to be motivated. Devin Brown's going to be motivated to go out there because he Agreed. wants to solidify himself as a starter. Some of these young guys, like if Marvin sits out, you're obviously without Fleming. There's potentially two wide receiver slots that are going to open up yep. for Brandon Ennis. You're also going to have Carnell Tate. Tate getting more time. Um, you're going to have guys like that that are going to want to prove it. So yeah. while I agree, yes, there are some players like Denzel Burke, maybe Emeka Abuka. I would almost argue Emeka Abuka does care only because if he decides he isn't coming back, sure. This is his prove it game. This is his tape. Yeah. It's and just, so it's been, it's, it's been interesting to watch day talk about this though, where he's talked cause he was asked like, will you plan to play the young guys? And he essentially said, no, like, yeah, no, well, he's, because, going to have to, he's going to have to fill in some spots for sure. Yeah. But he's, he's talking like, we're going to play all the veterans. Like we want to go win the game. And I just, I just question how motivated some of these guys well, are to go do that. But I don't think that. him saying that is wrong because I think, of course, you're going to go out there and try to win the game as the head coach because you might have a little bit more investment than some of the players. But I also think the heat that he's received the past couple of years, dropping the Michigan games, yep. losing to, he lost to Clemson the one year, he loses to... Uh, the, the only, the only, and I, the only prime time game he won, he beat Michigan in 2019 mm-hmm. and he beat uh, Clemson the COVID year. Yeah. Like those other than that, like he has not shown and, up in the, but big that's moments. what I'm saying. He, yeah. he feels the heat from the fan yeah. base that he can't, 
he can't risk going out there and almost, I don't want to say throwing in the towel because I feel yeah. like they still have the well, talent to win. But a, but, but a loss to Missouri does not endear you to the fan base. And, and that's and what I'm saying. Of, and it's kind of a catch-22, right? Like this is, it's different because it's not a playoff game, but it's kind of like last year where Michigan had TCU. Very different, so don't take that too far. But if you win, way to go. You beat TCU. If you lose, oh my gosh, we lost to TCU. I guess it it's depends. Very, it's different where it's, congratulations, you beat Mizzou. And I don't think anybody in from the fan base really cares. But if you lose that game, you're going to receive a ton of heat. I, I halfway, whether, whether, I halfway it's, agree. whether it's right or not, that's, that's the reality I, I of coaching agree. at Ohio State. I do think, I do think it gets impressive. If you beat a fully healthy Missouri team, that's playing everybody and you're going out there with your second string guy, let's say Marvin sits out, let's say obviously you're without Fleming and you go out there and you see some of the young guys that do have to play and fill those roles succeed. And you win. I don't think anybody cares, man. Really I'm an don't. Ohio state fan. I would <laughs> that to me, if you go out and you have Marvin Harrison and you have that, I fully expect the Buckeyes to win. Give, if give, you go out without uh, Henderson tr- chip train and Mayan. So now you're going with Dallin Hayden and Devin Brown as your starting H back and your quarterback. And you've got uh, Brandon Ennis and Carnell Tate going out as your wide receiver. I mean, those are all freshmen, sophomore players. I think it's nice for next year. I don't think it matters, but give me, give me your score prediction on this though. So cotton bowl prediction. And again, yeah, it's difficult because it, who's it's going real, to play? Who's yeah. going to what? I, but give it, give it your best shot. I here. still think, this I still think Monday Ohio the 18th, State. we're recording by the way. So yeah. if you're like, he said so-and-so would play and they're sitting out. Sorry. Here's, Chill. here's what I think. I think Ohio state, even you've got a Buka back. I would be surprised if Kate Stover doesn't come back. I still think Devin Brown is fine. Um, I just, I haven't seen enough of him and I actually, I liked what I saw from McCord. So I'm not saying he's gutter trash by any means. I still think the defense is still going to be very, very good. And so I trust that defense to keep them in the game. And I still think they have enough playmakers, even in the young guys to get it done. I think Ohio state wins 27 to 20. Okay. I don't trust the defense because I, as good as they've been this year, I think the Michigan game showed that they're not elite. And I don't think they have to be elite to beat Mizzou, but Mizzou's got a really good offense. And I mm-hmm. have questions about guys that are going to play in this. I game. would say it's the best running back they've played maybe all season. I don't know if I'd agree with you, but regardless, like Mizzou has a good offense. I think there's too many question marks on who's going to show up and actually play in that game for the defense right now. If I knew, Hey, it's at full strength. Maybe it's, a and that's what difference. I'm assuming. I'm going to assume it's not. And I've That's got, fair. I've got Mizzou 30 to 27. I think it's a okay. really close game, but I think Missouri's got, more, I, I think they have more offensive firepower. They're going to have the more, and, uh, and more I, key think, guys. I think they're more motivated. They're going to have more. Really key, do. They're going to have more key guys. It is. It's tough to predict. I, I think this is a game 30 to 27 for the, I, I don't enjoy saying you, there's a chance that they could lose, but I mean, if Ohio state misses key guys, there is a realistic chance that they lose this game and the yeah. fan base is going to go bananas. Well, and, and even if, even if they have a, a, huge chunk of guys playing in this game, that quarterback position is really important. Mm-hmm. And I also just, the motivation factor is just a really big one for me. Yeah. You know, is, yeah. JTT is a good player, but he I've hasn't, seen, he hasn't shown up in the Michigan game and how motivated is he to show up against Missouri? I just I, don't I see have it. seen, this isn't an official thing or not, but no, I, no, I've, I've seen it up, man. I've spice seen that up. he has been We're practicing, cooks, but we'll stir the pot. Wow. We are done. Can we end the podcast now? I did see that he has been practicing, which is typically a good sign that they end up playing in the bowl game. So there is a chance. I, 
who knows? By the time I finish that sentence, he probably declares for the draft <laughs> and whatever. The portal, actually. Yeah, one hundred. Oh, I would he committed to Michigan. Um, Stop. We do want to say a big thanks, uh, by the way, to our friends at Elevated Integrity Construction for sponsoring the podcast again this season. Aaron Carroll and his team are absolutely phenomenal. You don't want any guesswork when you're doing a home build or a business build, church build. They can help you walk you through the design element as well. Go with integrity. Elevatedintegrity.com. And again, I want to say thanks for uh, the partial sponsorship from the J Company. Fall in love with your home all over again at the JAE Company.com. On social media, at RivalPod, on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe. Wherever, Games are picking back up. Things are going to be real spicy. Wherever you're listening right now, be sure to subscribe and share with a friend. Twitter page has been hot and heavy recently with some, with some transfer portal news and all sorts of stuff. Game time's going to be here. So if you want to catch all the snide comments to each other, if you want to see me subtweet at Jace at RivalPod, <laughs> that's where you find it. All right, let's talk about what I'm calling the elephant in the room. The playoffs are about to get underway here. Yeah. And this is, I would argue, and again, we made the case for Florida State last episode. You and made the and case I for will continue to make the case for it. But as it stands with what we've got, these are probably the most even playoff matchups, yeah. 1v4, especially 1v4, 2v3. That we've seen, yeah, maybe I'm ever, excited. maybe ever. And again, last year before the playoff expands, uh, you know, it's it's not a question of is the playoff expansion good or bad. There's good to it, and there's bad. To yeah, it, you know, I I love the fact that the the Michigan game that it's essentially a playoff game. It has been for the last handful of years that the loser is done. I I kind of like that. Yeah. Obviously, I've been on the right side there of were, it. Well, there was something you know, but, that said but, like, you know, does it take away from the regular season? Yes, and also no, and it's... I, I think the downfall it, of that, I it's saw a post that, maybe it was this past weekend that talked about that, and it said, you have a realistic scenario now where Ohio State and Michigan play back-to-back-to-back, where they play at the end of the year, they yep. play for the Big Ten Championship, and then they play the first round of the playoffs. And that, to you, me, you takes not, away from the rivalry completely. The that, chances of that happening... But that, well, that's, that's, that's not going to happen, though, because the Big Ten champion would get the bye. So you mm. could have, you could see back to back, but then you would not see it a third but week you in could, a row. Yeah, but you, you could potentially play that match three times, which That's ruins true. it a little bit. But again, you're, I'll also add in you're adding four new teams to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So again, the chances good of teams that, again good teams, yeah, or or teams that have the you know, yes, I know team teams like and, you know, and I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but yes, Washington's going to lose a quarterback next next year. Yes, Oregon's losing Bo Nix. Washington's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Also, Oregon just picked up Dylan Gabriel. Okay. So you're adding in, you know, USC. Yeah. They're losing Caleb Williams, but it's, it's USC, you know, it's a stock and program, you know, so you're adding these teams in. So I don't think that it is, you know, yes, you will see some year where it's back to back. Yes. You will probably, we will probably have a year where you see Michigan play Ohio state three times at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the reality of, you know, it's the same, the big 10 remains the same in these big divisions and it's going to just be repeats over and over again. I don't think you're going to see that now. I do think you will see that next year because I don't see I don't see anybody supplanting Michigan and Ohio State for the top of the Big Ten yet. Yeah, not I yet. I do think you'll see that. Anyway, all right. So that is what it is. But I just wanted to keep you away from talking about Michigan. But point being that I think the spread for both playoff games is within a couple points right now. What's the Alabama Michigan one? I should have looked it's it like up. A point and a half. It's That's on brand. It's basically that makes a toss up. It's basically a toss up. Which for a one v four matchup, you know, this isn't Alabama Cincinnati anymore. You know. It's, it's, it's going to be fantastic. So Alabama is a, is a team of really two halves of the season where Alabama start off 
you know, really shaky. They lost to Texas. They had that game against uh, South Florida where it was 10, seven late in the fourth quarter. Jalen Milrow got benched for a time. They had uh, what's his face. The kid from Notre Dame came yeah, in Tyler Buckner, you know, and he's now transferring back Plays to Notre lacrosse. Dame to play lacrosse, which is <laughs> what a journey for him, you know? And, and, and by the way, that's a sign of a really good athlete also, mm-hmm. whether he started him or not. But Jalen Milrow has really come into his own. And that's where most of the focus for this game has been is Milrow is going to be, and I don't think it's close, the best quarterback Michigan's played this year. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think oh, it's no, that close. It's not. I mean, when you play UNLV in Bowling Green. Uh, UNLV won nine games, but some okay, respect but on it. When you play no, Kyle never. McCord, Syracuse orange Stop. quarterback, Kyle he McCord. Is, Kyle McCord is an orange. You know, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that <laughs> means. But That's the thing, the orange. Uh, you know, but Milrow is, is definitely the best quarterback Michigan has played so far. He's a very dynamic quarterback. He gets it done with his legs as well as his with his arm. his growth has been crazy. And, he, and he's playing with a lot of confidence. You know, he 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 beat just beat Georgia, the back-to-back national mm-hmm. champions. And they played a gauntlet of a schedule, too. They did. They played a, t- they played a tough schedule. So Alabama is a, is a bit of a tough team to figure out, though, because here's what I've seen. I've tried to kind of pick through some of their games and try to find more recent games as maybe being more indicative of what Michigan might see. And Alabama... I, I wouldn't say that they live and die by this, but Alabama takes a lot of deep shots down the field. They also give up a lot of deep shots down the field. So these big chunk plays can make or break an Alabama team. Mm-hmm. And what a lot of that comes down to is going to be the protection that they give Jalen Milrow. So uh, as with most football games, the line of scrimmage is going to heavily determine this. If Michigan cannot get pressure on Milrow, he's going to pick him apart. Michigan's got the number two secondary in the country right now. They did a really good job handling Ohio State's offense. Ohio State got a couple shots. They got a couple shots to Marv. They got a deep shot to Cade Stover. But Michigan didn't get beat on these massive chunk plays. That's going to be the key again is can Michigan's defensive line, can the pass rush actually get home, force Miller out of the pocket? And then once you do that, it's going to take guys like Junior Colson or Michael Barrett to either play the spy or to shut down the legs of Jalen Milrow. That's one big factor. The other one for me, I think, is Michigan's offensive line. The loss of Zach Zinter is probably cannot be overemphasized mm-hmm. in a game like this. Okay, Una- I believe unanimous All-American uh, Zinter is is a phenomenal piece of that offensive line. Not having him, uh, Trente Jones held up well against Ohio State, and that was a big question of this may determine the game. They yeah. gave JJ time. They opened up enough of the run game. Um, against Iowa, it was a little bit trickier. Iowa got home to McCarthy several times. Now you can also look at that and go, the game plan for Michigan against Iowa, against Iowa, excuse me, was essentially don't turn the ball over. It was, Mm -hmm. there were complaints of this is so vanilla. Yes. Because if you don't turn the ball over, you won't give up any points. 26 to nothing, no turnovers, but they gave up several sacks in that game. Mm -hmm. So I, I think the big the other big question is, you know, Michigan's offensive line uh, against Alabama's Chris Braswell, Dallas Turner. Those guys are big dudes. They're going to disrupt the game. Can you give JJ McCarthy time? Can you open up the run game? Because it's going to take a dynamic offense to beat a team like Alabama. And, and if you're asking, well, will that happen? I don't know. What's your, <laughs> what's your score prediction? So, here, so here's the deal. I, I, here's what I expect to happen. I expect that there was going to be a handful of kind of what I call clench moments where you're going to have, you know, Isaiah bond deep down the field, making a play. You're going to have Jalen Milrow scampering for big chunk yardage. Mm-hmm. You're going to have those moments where you are Alabama is going to get their punches in, but what does that Michigan defense look like when they get punched? 
And what I've seen them do against teams like Ohio State is I've seen them adjust. Same question on the offensive line. What happens if Carson Barnhart's getting beat again? We saw that against Penn State. Michigan couldn't control the rush. They adjusted. They went to the run game. Against Ohio State, he held up really well. Michigan was a lot more dynamic. So here's what I'm expecting. I expect Michigan's run game to be featured. I think that keeps the pass protection in play because you're going to have uh, Alabama kind of stack the box, play for the run, going to open up the passing game a little bit and vice versa. Uh, I expect a bend, don't break type of thing. Bama gets their shots. Michigan's going to be a little bit more consistent, I think. I think at the end of the day, Michigan's defense is too good for a team that, and, and this shocked me. I had to double check my numbers. I think Michigan's defense is too good for a team that was held to 27 points or less seven times this year. Seven times Bama scored 27 or less. Some of these make sense. Some of them were surprising to me, so I'm going to rattle them off. 27 or less. Texas, South Florida, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Auburn, Georgia. I, I, I think for the number one or two defense in the country, I think that's enough. And I think Michigan's offense is good enough to put up enough points to get the job done. I've got Michigan 34-24 over Alabama. 34-24? 34-24 over Bama. I think this is a close game. Ain't nobody getting blown out in this. No, 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 I think no. this is a close game. I think Michigan's defense does enough. I think Michigan is the second-ranked team in turnover differential with plus 17. I think that's a key factor to watch as well. Uh, Michigan just doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot. I think Michigan's a more dynamic offense. I think the defense is solid. 34-24 Michigan. That's not too far off from me. I mean, there I'm, sure you ha- I'm sure you there have some, Alabama. There are some ahead. key differences. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Jalen Milrow, to me, has solidified himself as a baller. Dude, oh, dude is a stud. Hands down. Alabama, to me, when I look at these games, I look at who is playing hotter as a team. Alabama checks that to me. I think since the hardball suspension... Michigan has still found ways to win. They've won big games, but they haven't looked as good to me. They're still a dang good football team. I don't want that to seem like I'm saying they're bad. I'm just thinking if I'm comparing those two teams, what team do I think is playing better football at this point are in you time? Compa- are you, I mean, I'm going to take a shot at you, though. Are you comparing it to Alabama beating Georgia versus Michigan beating Iowa? Or are you looking at Michigan looking beating at, Ohio State and I'm Alabama at, taking fourth and 31 to beat Auburn? But I, I mean, it's a, it's a rivalry game, and I would take a shot back at you and say you – preach during the Michigan state game that rivalry games are different. The iron bowl is a different breed. It's the same. It's not the same level of but Michigan. Ohio state. Which team is playing hotter right now. I don't think a 27, 24 fourth and hail Mary against Auburn proves that you're I, in a, a, in a rivalry right game now. in a rivalry game. And then I think going up against Georgia, I mean, Auburn gets up for that game, regardless what the record is. That is, that is the game on Alabama's schedule. So I think I'm, I'm not looking at the championship game. I'm looking at, over the large body of work as the season has progressed, who, who do I think has grown and who do I think is the hottest right now? I think it's Alabama. Um, I look at their schedule. They played Texas, which they lost, but that's a college football playoff team. Ole Miss, who was ranked, Tennessee was ranked, LSU was ranked, and then they upset Georgia in the uh, SEC championship game. That is a gauntlet of a schedule. Uh, and for them to only lose one game against a team that's in the playoffs right now, I don't think, I just can't knock them. The other thing, what's better losing one game or losing none? the other, the other thing that I think matters, um, is for some reason, every single time Alabama ends up making it, they win the whole dang thing. <laughs> and so it feels Don't say that they do though. They do <laughs> every they single do. time they make it, they win the entire thing. 
So for me, it comes down to three things. It comes down to the turnover battle, which I would, I would say Michigan probably has the upper hand. I don't know if I see Michigan turning the ball over, which is huge. Um, but the other two things I think are going to be quarterback play and coaching. And in my mind, Jalen Milrow's playing better than McCarthy right now. Do I think Milrow's a better quarterback overall? No, but if I'm going off of right now, if I, if I'm going off of right now, Milrow's playing better. And when it comes to head coaches, I'm not betting against Saban in the playoffs until, until he proves otherwise. And until Harbaugh proves otherwise, because in the past two playoff games, Harbaugh's laid an egg. He's lost both of those last year in a heavily favored game against TCU. He dropped the ball. It wasn't a heavily favored game, but go on. Okay. Everybody in the world thought you guys were going to absolutely okay. rip uh, the doors per- off of perce- TCU. Perception versus actual betting line. But what okay. was the spread last year? It was pretty close because it's a for, playoff game for TCU. And yeah, it was a playoff game. That's stupid. Regardless, well, they can like, be wrong as well, but, la- but to me, but going it, off of like last year or in years past, Michigan has or hasn't done that. How does that have any effect on this year's team? You have to, it's still the, he's still the coach. He's still proven in the playoff. That doesn't games. have any effect on this. Year's it absolutely game. does. And Nick Saban, when he goes to the playoffs, wins the national championship. When coach Harbaugh goes to the playoffs, he loses first round. Even last year when I think everybody kind of thought, this was the year Michigan was going to do it. What's your final I will, score? I will say before I say my score, this to me is the champion. It's much like Ohio state, Georgia, whoever wins this game's winning the natty to me in my mind. I don't think, I don't think Washington. I don't think Texas can compete with either of these teams. I think that's how close matched it is. I have Alabama 31, Michigan 27. Pooh, that's a nail biter. So basically it's the, we're basically picking essentially yeah. the same score, just flipping the yeah, win. Yeah. Basically, which, which again, if lines does line up with the betting line, which is basically, Oh, yeah. I think the official <laughs> statement, flip a coin and guess <laughs> that, well, that's what that it that is. Just the spread a, is a, the shrug, shrug emoji. emoji. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and again, that's, that is as much as I think Florida state deserved to get in over Bama. That is the way that you want your playoff games. Yeah, to line you know, up, I you can't know. watch another Cincinnati. So one of the reasons that I, that I, have confidence in Michigan's defense here is they're the number two passing secondary. I expect them to treat it a lot like they did with Marvin Harrison where like he got his punches in, but he did not just run rampant on Michigan. He didn't, he didn't beat Michigan single-handedly. Like that's the thing that Michigan's got to take care of. And I think, you know, Michigan doing that. And by the way, without Will Johnson for that back half of the third quarter and fourth quarter, that tells me that a healthy Will Johnson, when we talk about guys like Isaiah bond can lock them down enough. And again, when you've got good coverage, that forces guys like Jalen Milrow to start to use their legs. That's where the Michael Barrett's and the junior Colson start coming into play here. I've just, I've got a lot of faith in Michigan's defense. I think Michigan gets it done. The winner of that game, regardless is going to get the winner of Washington, Texas later that night, yeah. which I, I don't know. Like I, I, it, I have a hard time not seeing Texas in the same. I don't want to really discredit. Do. I don't want to discredit Washington because I think they've got an exciting offense. They've got a great secondary as well. Michael Penix has played well. Romo Dunze has been fantastic. And so I don't want to discredit them. I just think Texas is one of those teams right now. That's just playing so well. They they're look playing, unstoppable. They're, they're playing so tough. I just, and the play styles are so different. Correct. Like, yeah. And, and I think in these kind of games, defense is what really is going to make the difference. And I just feel like Texas is a, t- a tougher, hard nose. Uh, they fit the play style that I think championship teams usually have significantly more. You can't go in there and just have a high powered offense right. and, and walk away as a natty. It just doesn't. I mean, I look back, this feels very reminiscent of um, the Marcus Mariota, Oregon days where sure, you went in yeah. and you look at them and you go, man, that offense is insane. Yeah. And then they faced a tough defense in Ohio state and they got crushed. And that, 
that seems like what I kind of feel like well, is going to happen. It's, the, it's that, and again, at the risk of sounding like a homer, but it's a podcast about Michigan, Ohio State, so I'll be a homer. It, it's that what I'm saying about Michigan against Alabama or whoever they they play in the playoffs over the course of the next couple of games. It takes a dynamic team to win a national title. Yeah, you can't be. Michigan's got a really good offense, and they've got a r- phenomenal defense. That's why I've got faith. No matter who they play, it's the same type of thing. Where I don't know that. Washington has that. Yeah. I, I just think don't. the defense is good. The defense, yeah, they're, they're good. The like, defense is good. Any of these four teams could win, but I just, I'm with you where I think Texas's offense is so dynamic mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to so bet, much more well-rounded and I think I'm going to bet Texas as a more dynamic team overall than Washington. Mm-hmm. Now the fun part is that, you know, if Texas does win that game, Michigan or Alabama, depending on who you want to take in that coin flip is going to have to play Texas in Houston. Which that, like, that, that is as good as Alabama and Michigan both travel because like they're, they're obviously oh, yeah. they're going to travel well, but to play that game in Houston is going to be a tough task. A if you get not Texas. So if I'm Michigan, I'm pulling obviously for Michigan to win, duh, but I'm pulling for Washington. I would much rather have to play Washington <laughs> as a one V two, not because I'm, you know, anybody's guaranteed to win, yeah. but based on who's playing well right now, and I, I would agree with you on this level. Texas is, is a really hot team right mm-hmm. now. And based on where that game is at, I, I don't want any part yeah, of Texas no in Texas. No Not a way. chance. You have an early score prediction for that. Man, I, I, I didn't, didn't do one, but I could I go didn't off. prepare one. I, but I would say, because I think these two teams are, as much as I think they're dynamic, I do think they're both predicated on their offenses. Uh, 38-34 Texas. Okay, you know, that's higher scoring that's, than I thought. And that's why, and that's why I would, and not just to be a homer, but why I would take Michigan against any of these other three teams is because Michigan's the one with the best defense. I don't, I don't think that's debatable. Whether you think they have enough to win is a different question. But I don't think anybody can say that anybody's got a better defense than Michigan in that top four right now. Um, but I, I would take Texas 38-34 over Washington put on the spot. Okay, I, I think putting me on the spot, I'm going 34-24. I think Washington's offense is still too good that I think they're going to put up. My original thought was to say like 27, 17, but I feel like their, their offense is just too good. It's too They'll dynamic put up points. They'll put up points. I don't see it being as high scoring as you think. And, th- and that's why I only have them at 24. Um, Texas is just so dang good, man. They looked so good in the, it, it in the big be, 12 championship. And I think probably more so for you. Cause I will have no fun watching the Michigan game. It's going to be very, I it's am, very similar to the Michigan Ohio state game where my wife for the life of her, Cannot understand growing up an Arkansas fan, and she she loves Michigan, but she goes, "Do you not enjoy this game?" And the answer is no. No, I enjoy watching replays. If we win, oh, one hundred, it's the most joyous time because then you just you just replay those over and over again. But there's no part of that that is enjoyable in the game. If Michigan beats Alabama, I'll rewatch that thing to death. Oh, but the I amount of times z- I've watched the heart zero of the part South. of that. Ezekiel Elliott, 85 yards or whatever through the heart of the South will never not, be old. But I will not enjoy that game for any of those four hours. Um, that being said, if you don't have a dog in the fight, um, or if, you know, you're, if Michigan wins or if you're a Bama fan, Bama wins, watching that Sugar Bowl game that evening mm-hmm. is going to be a lot of fun. I, That's going to be a really enjoyable football from game. From an outsider, this is exactly what I wanted because I, I would have been disappointed had Florida State gone in only because I think Michigan would have rolled them. And then this is... As exciting as it is to go and watch Washington play Texas, I do think of the matchups, that's the more lopsided one. And so had we had two two matchups like that, I wouldn't be nearly as pumped. But now I'm like, 
These are I'm telling be my real. wife. I'm telling my wife. Look, <laughs> cancel your plans. There, you can go do anything. <laughs> you can you can make all the plans in the world. My uh, my four year old son was really excited. He was re- he was really disappointed uh, that we didn't get credentialed for the Rose Bowl. Mm. He like sent me a video all by himself. It was like, Dad, I'm so sorry you can't go, but this is more important that I love you and I care about you and I can't wait to watch it with you. I was like, buddy, that's so gentle and kind. But also, I'm going to need you to be somewhere else. I'm going to need you. Daddy's going to be really into this football (laughs) game. And I'm going to need you to go watch Daniel Tiger somewhere. I can't answer a million question of why are they doing that? (laughs) So why are they, why are they running the Philly special on fourth and goal from the two? I wish I knew. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I wish I knew if your four-year-old son is asking that question, I'm honestly a little bit more Uh, impressed. Follow the rivalry on (laughs) social media at rival pod. We're going to have a bunch of fun over the next couple weeks here. Again, no episode week of Christmas. We'll have one for you after the playoff games as well. And be sure to subscribe and share with a friend wherever you're listening right now. The Rivalry is a production of River Radio Ministries. Want live updates from the show? Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at RivalPod. Visit our Patreon and consider becoming a patron for exclusive bonus content, merch, and more. And be sure to follow us wherever you're listening now for new episodes every Tuesday. And if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend so they can listen too.